Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Tuesday, September 11. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And you know, just as I read that date, ah, I <laughs> went, wow, the September 11, 17 years ago was in fact on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we lived in England at that time. And mm-hmm. I had just dropped you, Jafet, off at the airport. I think you were going to the Netherlands or somewhere. Uh, yeah, I don't even a, know if that's where you're finally uh, going. I think actually I... You weren't going to North America. No, I know that. I, I already was there. I already was there because... Well, I came home from the airport, Yeah, you came home from the airport. Maybe I had stopped and shopped or done something because I switched on the television Mm -hmm. and the first tower had already been hit at that point. Um, And yeah, I just... I don't know. Anymore, I think my memories of the day are kind of muddled, but it was just sad. I can't believe that's been 17 years. Uh, Yeah, a long time. A lot of loss, a lot of pain, um, a lot of difficulties, and, and the world's changed. The world's changed. And so um, let's uh, let's pray for uh, let's pray for everyone actually, and let's pray for today as well. Um, Heavenly Father, I, I ask God for today, uh, in remembrance of those who've uh, lost their lives, uh, in remembrance of those who sacrificed, in remembrance for those as well who who stood. Uh, and God, I ask for all of us that uh, we stand for good, um, that we stand united for good, and we stand for strong together. God, bless our families, bless our loved ones, uh, bless us as we reflect on this text as well uh, today. And may the hope of this text, this the hope of this message come through clearly to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it is message day, Tuesday, mm. but after I just gave that preamble, it feels like I can't be too giddy about oh, it. Oh, no. I'll just read it. Well, yeah. Um, you know. I understand. I understand. But it is a good, and actually, you know, that well, I, th- I believe the passage speaks to uh, hope, and so it is good. Let's see what he says. Let's yeah. go for it. Romans eight eighteen through thirty from the Message MSG. That's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. The created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. All around us we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves knows our pregnant condition and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. God knew that what he was doing from the very beginning, or God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. 
The sun stands first in the line of humanity he restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. After God made that decision of what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling people by name. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end, gloriously completing what he had begun. Hmm. That's so very different from the way that it's been in the other... In the other translations? translations? Yeah, I found myself continually wondering, what is this creation? Like, is it... Because it, it's always... It, it has a lot of um, personification, I suppose. Yeah. You know, it's wanting things. It's doing things. I'm yeah. like, what is it? Like the rocks. Isn't there something in the Bible, even the rocks will cry, will cry out? out. Or, yeah. Yeah, which I like that. I like that phrase too. It's fantastic. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's pretty it's pretty potent. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, it's it's true. I, I think I think I mean Eugene does a good job of trying to bring out uh, the beauty of the entire planet as suffering, and uh, and that beauty is that inside the suffering, God is actually inside that suffering with us because that's what the text actually takes us through. Oh, and you know, the, I also was thinking yeah? there. I just cut you off, but I I'll forget <laughs> if I don't start speaking right now. Um, that I was impressed that Paul uses this extended metaphor of pregnancy. Yeah, I actually I always had the I wrote idea that down as, as it came up. Super freaked out. I mean, I had something I wrote for um, a religious publication recently where the fact that I said the word uterus, I had right. to get rid of that because that was huh. it was thought to be too graphic. Huh. And I thought, huh, I didn't think I that is a graphic that. word. Like, you know, it's... Probably I don't people think like of it as sexual or it's your uterus, <laughs> you know. Okay. No, I, as you as you read it, uh, you know, because... So, you were thinking about the pregnancy thing too? So we both have a copy of the text in front of us. And so as Becky's reading it, I'm, I have a copy here and I'm reading it for the very first time as well. And, and I'm with a pen and I'm... It's a red pen. He's red marking. Pen. It's very distracting actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm highlighting and marking, <laughs> and uh, and I actually highlighted that that thing that spoke to me and right he, there and he then. Drew a box around it too. Yeah, pregnancy. Yeah. Did well, you spell I it draw, right? I draw boxes and arrows on everything. I mean, look you how many do. arrows I have. Yeah, here. you drew an arrow out of pregnancy, and it's just going straight up. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> Well, I, draw, arrow. well, I draw arrows out of pregnancy. loss and grief here. I mean, I have arrows everywhere. It's not just out of pregnancy. <laughs> An arrow so has to go to something. My arrows pregnancy. don't go anywhere. What? I actually, I, look, <laughs> if there's anybody out there who can explain this, when I doodle, I doodle with a lot of arrows. But they don't mean anything. They must mean something. So if somebody knows what all the arrows and all my papers, okay, every time. I'll, I'll get to work on yeah, that. Yeah, okay, good. But I did think that the pregnancy metaphor was great because obviously um, Paul does talk about the groaning in, in the other text. And later on, he will talk about the spirit uh, that groans inside us as well. Um, and I think it's actually pretty, a pretty powerful metaphor then i was going to ask you um whether you know it says here when we're enlarged and waiting we of course don't see what is in what it is that's enlarged us but the longer we wait the larger we become the more joyful our expectancy yeah yeah and there was that uh with oh, both totally. our boys it was just amazing thinking yeah about and the this growth of them. is and we such have a good like, metaphor yeah. because knowing that there's this positive outcome that you're looking for the pain you know obviously childbirth is painful mm. um but it's not a bad. It's not a bad kind of pain. Yeah. After um, our first child, I thought we shouldn't have any more children. Oh come on! Yeah. It wasn't that bad. I saw that. I thought, mm, yeah, I don't think you need to go I'm through sure that again. It wasn't pretty, but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Because oh, okay, the thing is, you get something great out of it, and the pain disappears instantly. 
Because I think, for one thing, your body is totally flooded with endorphins Already. or something that totally kill. I Do you remember how? Yeah. I stood up and started dancing how, around. I didn't know how I was you dancing did around stuff. to demonstrate that I did not need a catheter. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I needed a catheter, would I be able to do this? No. I remember. I remember. <laughs> yes. I mean, you'll do I anything. To, I will do anything to avoid having a catheter, believe me. So, like, if I have to do a little dance, no problem. No. So, There's probably a question here. Yeah, somewhere. there was actually. I can't believe we didn't even look at the question yet. Oh, well, <laughs> okay, well, so uh, many other things to yeah, say. Yeah, no, there is. Okay, so here it is. What, in what ways can you become more conscientious about being a better steward of God's creation? I Mark, feel like we talked great. about this recently. Yeah, like within the last six weeks. Well, you know, maybe. it's the beauty actually of uh, different writers of the Daily Walk and reflecting on this. And I actually, I think it was good. It's a good question, but yes, well, it is, a better steward. It talks. Um, what I could we get solar panels. Solar panels. What we didn't talk about, and I. I I'm thinking about this right now is that we didn't mention how our church, our local church, Boulder Church, has tried oh, to go that zero. We can't. We can't. We've we tried can't to go zero it. waste, this right? This is the worst. We have this and, fabulous woman, yeah, Shelly Miller. Yeah, she's brilliant. Who's she's an a- environmental <laughs> engineer. She's a full professor at CU Boulder. She comes up with these brilliant plans, you know, because she cares about this stuff. Yeah, I mean, she I came know. out to my house and brought her niece and nephew to oh. do research on the pollution and whether or not um, if you cook cooking oil in a pan and then use your extractive yeah. fan does that actually get rid of any like does it improve your air quality yeah. or not you know she it's all about air quality environmental oh no absolutely things. so she knows her stuff <laughs> she's come up with these plans for us on multiple occasions and nobody can do it in fact actually there was a point where i think where, where so shelly was going through uh and just like couldn't understand why she was like saying to me I'm uh, taking trash out of the recycle and put it inside the the correct ones because people are just well, throwing. She was having to sort. She got up and people, with her entire family I know, once. It was fantastic. And explained to everybody with visuals. Yeah. And still, it just. So, so, so you know, yes. you think being you be all environmental is easy. Well, it's not. It's not. It takes. You actually have to think about it for 10 seconds. Well, I think that this speaks to kind of something bigger than just the environment. It's the intentionality of everything that we do. That, you know, we all have these good kind of it's um, the good intentions that we want to do good things, well, but yeah. then we don't want to actually take the time and effort to make it work, well, to figure would out. would we be satisfied eating fruit that's only seasonal? Or would we? are we only satisfied because when we eat the apples that are like three years old? Yeah, I think most of us don't even know what seasonal is anymore. No, we don't because everything has like been frozen for like 10,000 years before it arrives in our store because it's just been held and... I don't even know what the chemical usage of that or how that actually processes all that kind of stuff out. But I just wonder about all the things that we do and the way that we manufacture meat and kill uh, the land. I mean, just, it's just there's so much stuff going on. But, hey, look, we're well past our time. So let me just repeat this question uh, for you to think about this because it is important. And Boulder Church, it's important for us as well. Here we go. In what ways can you be more conscientious about being a better steward of God's creation? Think about that. Look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.